Only 45 minutes later or whatever. I know. <laughs> I like, oh, my God. That kind of sums up my week. Uh-oh. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Okay. Are we live? Because we're live. So what's going on this week? I just, just, I don't know, nothing in particular, just a little bit of everything. Just super, super busy, work is kind of crazy, just feel like I'm going nonstop. That's not fun. No. So like I was, I was frustrated before we even got on because I had to pick Kaylee up at work and they wanted to stop at Walmart to get some stuff to make Halloween treats and I'm like, guys, I got to get home. We'll be fast. It'll be 10 minutes. I go, we have to be out of Walmart by 7.20 so I can be home by 7.30. Oh, yeah, we can do that. And then we, they're like getting looking for stuff. Well, I don't know where this is. I don't know where that is. Guys, come on. <laughs> is there something going on that they need something for school tomorrow? No, no, they're off school. Oh, they're, oh, they're on like a fall break or whatever? Yeah. I was like, when did fall break become a thing? Uh, we we had one, I think, at the beginning of November, but it was like two days for parent-teacher conferences. Yeah. My kids are off today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday. I'm telling you, something in the, uh, I guess, what, when the, the labor unions have some uh, renegotiations or something like that? Well, <laughs> the teachers got some more days off? They get, uh, like, development days. Yeah. And that that's part of it, but I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. Like I couldn't imagine being a parent that couldn't work from home. I, I don't know how to get. I don't. Well, yeah. Well, I I just don't think we were as busy back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. Everything's a thing now. Yeah. Too much going on all the time. Yeah, I agree with you. But the yeah. the crazy thing is being off Tuesday on Halloween, but not giving them yeah. the day off after. <laughs> so they're all zombies the day after. Yeah. They've been staying up late. How many days in a row because they've been off school? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to suck. <laughs> no, let's see. My, uh, no, I'm, but two of my kids, they're in, they go on Halloween and all that good stuff. And then um, my youngest, she's off tomorrow, just the youngest, mm-hmm. because they're doing parent teacher conferences for the lower school Yeah. Uh, tonight and tomorrow during the day. So I totally get that. I totally, I, I get why they're off tomorrow because they're doing their conferences during the day. So that yeah. makes sense. But, you know. That sucks, though. Yeah. And see, what's funny, usually with the with my kids being, you know, Catholic private school, they usually got the day after Halloween off because it's a it's a holy day. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> not, not this one. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, in high school, the high school goes too. But I understand why the high school goes. They go. They do church at the high school. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing church the next day or not at the uh, other school. So we'll see. That's something new. Yeah. Let's figure that whole thing out. But yeah, no, tomorrow is our second trunk or treat, which we didn't have trunk or treats when we were kids. No, we didn't. <laughs> that was a whole thing. Why did that ever happen? Why did that come about? I, I don't know. Um, our church does one. They're doing it Sunday afternoon, which I'm like, okay. really, a Sunday afternoon? So we're taking an extra car up to church and leaving it there because Will's got a soccer game during trunk or treat, and Madeline is going to yeah. do the trunk. Mm, gotcha. I, was, I was so happy. I'm like, we're getting out of it this year. And then she's like, Dad, I want to do a trunk. I'm like, do you really? Come on. But she's taking care of all of it, so I'm not. It's no stress yeah, to me. And then, uh, yeah, no. Other than, like, like I said, parent-teacher, that put us way behind the night. That was some craziness. Oh, and the boy was off on Monday, but that was because of 
conferences. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Or that was a, no, that was development day. Like you said, it was one of those kind of days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this week's been crazy. It's, it's I'm just off a little bit because it's just not the normal routine of a week. That's all. Yeah. And then it sucks with parent-teacher conferences at, you know, it's not even really evening time, but, you know, it just pushes your whole night back, so. Yeah. But, hey, first world problems for sure. Yeah. That's why we skipped them this year. Right. <laughs> right. No, we needed to go to this one. Actually, this was the only one we really did need to go to, to be honest. This, we didn't need to go to any other ones. Because um, she's our problem child, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that her grades are bad or anything like that. It's just, yeah, she's the problem. And there's always those other little things that pop up, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do I have to share with you as far as getting caught up? Oh, we forgot. Uh, what, what's, what's your beer of the evening? I'm hoping you're drinking, drinking something strong. <laughs> Not strong, but volume two of Voltron from Four Hands. I've got nice. the Green Lion. Green Lion. Nice. That looks awesome. Yes. So are you getting a can to drink and a can to keep? Um, I kept an empty can from the last one, and okay. I'm going to do that with this one, too. Um, cool. Another hazy, IP, fruited hazy IPA brewed by Four Hands with Southern Grist from Nashville. Nashville, Nashville collaboration. All yes. Right. Southern Grist is really good. I've had a few of their beers when I've been to Nashville, and I've enjoyed all of them. Um, this has mango, kiwi, mosaic, riwaka, and Nelson Savin hops in it. Okay. Man, they so went. very hoppy? Um, well, uh, being a hazy, it's it's more for the aroma than bitterness. Mm-hmm. So 7% ABV. Well, no spirit world by any means. But no. this is good. How many pints? I'd give it three and a half. I think I like the one they did with narrow gauge better. Okay. Cool. Do they do they still have yellow line anywhere? Or is that all sold out? I haven't seen it anywhere, but I was going to try to get to the new forehands and see if the they had I, some. The one by the uh by the golf place? Yeah. By uh, golf top golf. Top golf, yeah. Yeah. So but the other one was a IPA too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. An- another hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing are all five going to be that, yes? I don't know. Well, it's going to be six beers. They're going to do f- five with each individual brewery, and then the sixth one's going to be a collaboration with all six breweries together. Oh. Well, what's that going to... There's only five lines. Yeah, but when, they, but when they all come together... I five, guess that's the Ultra Voltron. Okay, fine. The, okay, one for each individual line, and then the six beer for the actual. Yeah. All, okay. All five of the breweries will come now, together. Are they producing glasses to go with these? I didn't see any, but I did see uh, T-shirts when I was down at the main brewery. Okay. Almost got one. Where's the main one at downtown? Um, it's a little bit south Absolute? of the brewery. Or so uh, not the brewery. Um. Measure? It's in between Bush Stadium and the brewery, a little bit south of Bush Stadium. Okay, so I know where you're at. Yeah, maybe maybe a mile. Okay. We've we've parked there and walked to the games before. Let's see what else we got here. So now we got the beer. Can call it. Oh, I can just. (laughs) Okay, it's making me laugh because it's that's all you can do at this point. Just think about it. The Jeep. I'm gonna give you. It's like a weekly. I, I hope. Oh, you, yeah. I hope our eight listeners tune in weekly just to find out what's going on with the stupid cheap dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, 
on Monday, I was actually, Monday I was off work. Um, just because the kid was off work. My, my son was off work. I was going to try to do a father Sunday, like do something fun, but he slept till like one o'clock. So yep. <laughs> like a teenage boy will do. Like, like a teenager will do. Yes. And so, uh, I, I what did I do? I, I drove. We we went out to gosh. So we went out. Oh, his haircut. We took him to go get a haircut because he was looking shaggy as all get out, and he hadn't had a haircut in like three months. I think two or three, two and a half, three months, something like that. Yeah, for him, that's a really long time. <laughs> and uh, but uh, while we're out there, I uh, oh, and that was the day my daughter forgot her soccer year, and I had to go drop off the soccer bag at school. Which, yeah, you know that's awesome. Just one of those you know things. And, uh, but we're close enough to the Jeep dealer and I hadn't heard from them. Yeah. I dropped this Jeep off on October 13th. Take a look at what today's date is. October so 26th. Is a, and I hadn't, and so, but this was Monday. So the Monday was what? The 23rd. Yeah. So I, I just, no one's calling me back. And I, I think I told you a story about how I complained about my service advisor. He would never call me. Yeah. And I got reassigned to the service manager. The manager of the whole service department was supposed to be my contact. And yeah. He's going to take care of me from this point forward. I walk in in person, and I get the first guy that's available. Yeah. And I go, I can't get this. Can I talk to this person? I'd like to just figure out what's going on with this car. And they go, well, who? And I, I, well, who are you working with? And I told I was like, the service manager, blah, blah, blah. They go, oh, oh, she doesn't work here anymore. No voice, like her voicemail still, like when you call her voice is the voice of the whole dealership. Like that she did the whole phone system for the whole place. Wow. <laughs> they go, oh yeah, she don't work here anymore. And I go, no one's checking her voicemails. No one's covering for her. They're like, oh no, no, no one's doing that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay. So lo and behold, guess who I get reassigned to? I get reassigned to the guy that I can't, that ever called. And I, it's not that I hate him, right? I'm mad at him. I'm just like, our schedules don't work, apparently, because he works part-time. Yeah. And I'm like, if you don't call him between the hours of 11.30 and 1.20 or something like that, you're not going to talk to this guy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm working during the day. I forget. And I just, you know, it just gets yeah. lost in the shuffle of the day. But I'm talking to this guy before I get reassigned back to him that knows what's going on with my Jeep. And I just talking to him, and he's just, he's just hating his life. You can just tell he hates his life. Yeah. And I just say to this guy, I go, look, I'm sorry you're having to deal with me. I'm not trying to be your problem. But you could see my frustration, right? Like, I've been leaving voicemails for this lady since October 13th trying to figure out what's been going on with my car, dude. Yeah. And not a single person's calling me back. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. And I go, look, I can tell you don't like me. And I'm sorry that you're angry at the world right now and you don't like your life very much. But that's not my fault. And he goes, "Oh man, no, I'm, I'm, you know, at least he took it well." But yeah, it, it's just so sad. I had to speak to someone and tell him that. And I yeah. go, "I understand you got a lot of things going on, but that's not my fault. It really isn't." And I really hope you have something in place where you're going to really take this up and maybe go to the owner of the dealership and tell them that you don't have enough help. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe they'll pay people better wages to get more people to work here. But you know how that is, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I get reassigned to the other guy. Another d- two days go by. No one calls me. <laughs> I go, oh my God. Finally, finally, this dude calls me. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe someone actually called me back. This is amazing. Yeah. And he tell. so I had taken it in there and they figured out, they did the diagnostic, fixed it, did all the parts, labor, blah, blah, blah. The new part they put in there, he goes, oh yeah, that part's bad. I was like, you just replaced it. He goes, yeah, yeah, we don't know what's going on. Maybe it was just a bad part. 
but we got to wait for another part to get shipped in from Chicago. But do the with the auto worker strike going on right now, oh. it's going to take longer than normal to get here from Chicago. Normally, it takes a day, but you know, I, I'll I'll call you when we get the part. <laughs> Jeez, it, it's a nightmare. This is it's the biggest nightmare I've ever dealt with in my life, dude. First, <laughs> it's in, first the strike impacts your movies. Now it's impacting your car. Dude, I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. I just I just laughed about it. Because then he's like, well, what we need to do is we have to test to see if there's something that's killing the part. Because if there's something overloading it or something like that, then that's something further down the line that's causing the problem. Maybe it wasn't the part. But we have to get the new part in to put that in. And then what the problem is, if we test it, it could kill the new part again while we test it to find out what's wrong. <laughs> Better like, order two. I, that's what I said. I'm like, did you order two? Because you might as well. Because you don't want. I don't want to have to wait again to get another part. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, well, what if that part's bad? Yeah, because I can just see it. it the, two weeks later, be like, oh yeah, it blew out that part too. So we had to order another one. <laughs> I know, Jay. It's, uh, and, he, and, and, the, and the first guy I spoke to before I got re-signed re, re to the sorry about it, he's like, he, he goes, is this like a secondary car for you? And I'm like, well. I'd rather it not be. I'm trying to give it to my son to drive, but I don't want him to drive something that's going to die on. <laughs> yeah. And if I can get him to drive, it makes my life so much easier, right? If I can just not have to be a chauffeur for somebody. That's the whole goal of getting older is to not be someone's chauffeur. Yep. I'm counting down the days. Oh, Jay. I just go, dude. It's just unbelievable. It's This is a, a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll keep you. I'll keep you and our eight listeners posted as no, much right. as possible. <laughs> Isn't this ridiculous? Please tell me you think it is ridiculous. It is. It it's pretty bad. Me. No, it's it's bad. It's bad, right? <laughs> I think I'm handling it well as well as I can. I haven't yelled at anybody. That's for sure. That's the amazing to, thing. I know, right? So, all right. Beyond that, what's going on? All right, I got a I got a topic for tonight. Okay. I don't really have any news, so um, so I was listening to another podcast, and he was talking about The NeverEnding Story and how that movie traumatized him as a kid. Yeah. And he said it wasn't just the horse in the quicksand, okay. which is like the number one. Is that from NeverEnding Story? I thought that was legend. No, that was NeverEnding Story. Okay. I always forget. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it got me thinking, what movies traumatized me as a kid? I, well, E.T. Well, yeah, E.T. E. was... traumatize you? Yeah. It was, that was a major one. Yeah. And it, the crazy thing was, I had already seen all the Star Wars movies, so I'd seen all the aliens, but I think it was the fact that the alien came to our planet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Are you, you going to go get some psychological uh, evaluation done to figure that out? <laughs> no, that's my self-diagnosis on that one. It's just self-diagnosis. <laughs> so I don't know if you so ever heard the story... The because here's the funny thing is he was in Star Wars at, well, I mean, after the fact, but yeah. he technically is Star Wars. <laughs> and now I love the movie, so yeah, it just took time to grow on me. But <laughs> this is how much it messed me up. Yep. When uh, I was probably eight or nine, and we went to Mexico, mm -hmm. and I threw a fit because I didn't want to go to Mexico because that's where all the aliens were. <laughs> what made you think that that's where all aliens were? Well, I mean, that's what they talked about in the news. All the illegal aliens coming over to <laughs> the United States. <laughs> and being a kid, just hearing that on the news, I picture E.T. crossing the border. 
So, so okay, that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so so the question turns to me: what what does it, does it need to be a horror movie or just any movie? Anything, because you know, I I actually got I got another one too, and this is really thing? gonna sound bizarre, but uh, follow that bird. The Sesame Street oh, movie. Never heard of it. Okay, they did. There was a Sesame Street movie, and it was like Big Bird got kidnapped, and he was going across the country. And so it was another thing where here's this giant bird just he could <laughs> pop up anywhere. I was like, oh my god! My parents would be like, go downstairs and get this. I'm like, there's nobody else down there. What if Big Bird's down there? <laughs> Oh Lord! Oh my gosh! They attack a big bird! Wow! Yeah. So ET and Big Bird, like the most like non-threatening things ever. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> like I was waiting for you to say like uh, Poltergeist, yeah, like, the clown. Yeah, that clown was scary as all get out. Yeah. Not gonna lie, that thing was scary as all get out. Um, but wow, those two movies. No, I don't have any that really. I, I can tell you the one I was scared of the most when I was really little was Gremlins. Oh yeah, that one really—they really scared me. A yeah, lot. and now that I watch it now, they're just completely silly. Yeah, super silly. Well, and I think that second I'm not movie. Quite sure I was so scared of them. I think it's just because they—they look scary. That's yeah, why. well, and that first movie was pretty scary for a kid at that time, yeah. and then you get to the second movie where it's more comedy, and you're like, "What was I scared of?" There's a there's a gremlin in drag. No, I know, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's what did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I also had Labyrinth down. That kind of freaked me out a little bit as a kid, but nothing too terrible like E.T. or Follow That Bird. Yeah. Labyrinth. Labyrinth? I, I, it's not a blind spot for me. And I know well. I know of it pretty well. I mm. still think I watched it a lot as a kid. That's all. But never any stories of blind spot. For, I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, no, never seen that one. Um, I can't name any other ones that would really say that they traumatized me. I mean, when I was a kid, I probably watched Nightmare on Elm Street probably when I was a little too young. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of scary, but didn't traumatize me by any means. It, because I just, I mean, I love horror movies, so maybe it <laughs> yeah. uh, sparked an interest in it. But that wasn't even like Halloween was my first horror movie I think I ever saw. But I saw the edited version on Channel 11, so yeah. it really wasn't... <laughs> That's scary like not, it could be. Not quite the same. I, but there's no like kid shows or kid movies or anything like that that would really freak me out, you know? Ghostbusters did a little bit the first time I saw it. Hmm. But, right. I mean, a couple <laughs> years later I watched it again and it was fine. There's some, there's some scenes in that when you rewatch it when you're older go, that didn't stand out to me when I was old, when I was yeah. that young. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait a minute, that scene's not appropriate at all. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that in those movies. So, expanding on this, though, I got to thinking like about things that traumatized me as an adult. And, and like it's shifted more to like uh, kidnapping stuff. Yeah. Um, there was the Ryan Reynolds one where his daughter got kidnapped. Um, drawing a blank on it right now. Movie. The Captive? Yes. Canadian thriller directed by Adam A.T.O.M. Egoyen. 
with a script he co-wrote with David Frazier. Good old Scott Speedman's in it. Yeah. Rosario Dawson's in it. Yes, she's the cop in it. Mm. Um, I remember, I, it's on Hulu right now. It's worth checking out. It So this guy leaves his daughter in his truck when he runs into a diner and he comes out and she's gone. Yeah. And she's gone for like 10 years. And he, like, it drives a wedge between him and his wife, and they get divorced, and he knows she's still out there, and he's, like, he can't hold a job because he's always trying to find out, like, leads on her and stuff. Yeah. And just seeing that whole situation is just kind of creepy as a parent. That and uh, Prisoners. Prisoners, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a really good movie. Um, Because I'm trying to think of, like, because I, I like where you're going in regards to, you know, hey, this traumatized me when I was a kid. And then what that led into, you know, maybe some fears I had. But as far as, kid, well, I guess E.T., you could think that E.T. is trying to steal the kid. Okay, I kind of get that a little bit. Or the government stealing E.T. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of how you can correlate. What was the other one that you said? Labyrinth was one that kind of creeped you out? Or no, yeah. Big Bird. Big Bird. I think how Big Bird would, have, would correlate over to that. Well, here, here's here's another parallel for E.T. The government is going in and taking aliens and pulling them from their families. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Because I don't know, none of mine, I don't think, I, like, I have a fascination with, uh, you know, home invasion movies. Yeah. And I'm just, I, but I don't think Gremlins has anything to do with home invasion. Or does it? Because the, the gremlins invade all, the house. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, huh? Maybe because okay, I'm I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find like, I I googled home invasion movies, right? Yeah, and I'm trying to like the strangers. That's that's I think what scares me the most about that kind of movie though is because how real it could be. Yeah, like they could get, they, they can go pretty crazy, you know, but something like that. No, no, nothing like supernatural about it. No, like, no weird slasher, concept like, like the purge or anything. Well, the, yeah, the purge. There's no concept to that. It was just the the scariest movie, or the, sorry, the scariest line of that movie, which I don't even, I can't remember. It's on the poster, mm-hmm. or it's just the quote about that movie was, I think, when like well, the Liv Tyler character, you know, she goes well, some something along the lines of, "Well, why us? Why did you? Why does this happen to us? Or why us? You know." And then the simple answer, I think it's like the only line that the invaders say at all in the whole thing was, uh, because you were home. Ooh. Just, and that's it. See? And that's, I'm like, because there's just those people out there that just want to watch the world burn kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I'm trying to remember this movie because it's funny that we're bringing this up as far as movies that traumatized us. Mm. Jen is traumatized of this one movie, I think Michael Keaton's in it. I think he is. And I think he might be the actual bad guy in it. Or I might be getting confused with something else, but there's a movie where there's a guy living in the walls. Oh. Did you, did you does this ring a bell to you at all? No. I, uh, maybe a little, but I don't know. Let me see if I can Google this real quick. Michael Keaton? Living in the wall. It might be this one. Pacific Heights. I I remember that movie. I don't. I never saw it though. But this one says "Tenant from Hell," 
So yeah. I don't know if that's it or not. I don't think that's the one she's talking about. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's just about because there was another movie. That I can't. If you ask me what the name of it, it's the same premise though. Some somebody was living inside the walls of the home. And yeah. I go. That's that's pretty common because I'm like, well, could that actually happen? And I'm like, well, not in our house. Our house is too small. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never work. <laughs> but you get a big old house that's old. Yeah. Like back in the day. Yeah. That's. Oof. So here I'm trying to find. Okay. So. I'm going to give you my best home invasion movies that I, I'm pulling up here. I'm sure there's ones I can't remember the name of. But, uh, okay, Strangers is probably the most well-known and probably one of the best ones. Was that the uh, Angelina uh, Jolie-directed one? No. No, okay. Nope. nope. Uh, let's see here. The Collector. Oh, Knock Knock. Yeah, I thought you seen Knock Knock. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> That's technically a home invasion Yeah. Movie. The Eli Roth um let's see don't breathe did you ever see don't breathe no oh you need to see don't breathe okay That's a good one that was a really good one that was when i saw in the theater and that was one of those theater experience ones yeah where you're like this was better than seeing in the theater it was and people because that was one one where people weren't being douchebags in the movie theater yeah let's see oh did you ever watch i know it was on your list and i thought we spoke about wrath of becky but did you ever go back and watch the original yet no i haven't okay that's listed on here as a home invasion movie. I didn't. I don't have a clue what Becky's about. I just know I want to see it. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. You're next. I don't know if you've seen that one, but you should seek that one out. That's a really good one. Okay. You're next is really really good. Panic Room. That's a good one. Yeah, good that, one that is. Let's see here if I can find it. I don't consider Fear a home invasion movie. Yeah, I also don't probably consider, not. I don't consider Nightcrawler one either. But that's a great movie. I yeah. That one. Uh, let's see. I think. I don't remember if I saw Shut In. Oh, that doesn't ring a bell. The cover looks familiar, but I don't remember hmm. seeing that movie. Uh, there's one called Hush. If you've never seen Hush, Hush is a great movie. That's really, it's, really good. It sounds familiar. I don't remember if I saw it, though. I think it's Netflix, possibly. I'd look it up. Look at, I'd seek that one out. Okay. I really, really would. It's really good. This one will mess you up. This is I only watched this one because of Joe Dust. And this tells me a lot about Joe Dust when he says that he liked that movie so much. Yeah. You ever see the movie Funny Games? No. That's dark, bro. It is dark. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's it's on that list of ones where it's like, the reason why it's so scary, or not even, I don't want to say scary, but it's such a thriller is that uh, it's another one of those like The Strangers. It's something that could actually really happen. Yeah. And so that stuff like that just kind of really creeps you out. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think that's about all I'm going to find. I don't know. Do you consider Kate Fear a home invasion movie? Yeah, maybe. I think so. But maybe this is why I like home invasion movies so much. Why they stick with me. Want to go back to our child psychology thing? Yeah. Name the movie that came out in, what was that, 1992, I want to say? 1990. Darn. Okay. 1990. Mm Mm-hmm. Biggest movie in the world. Hmm. Biggest movie. Made the most, made all the monies. All of it. Hmm. And it's a home invasion movie. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. You ready for it? Yeah. Home Alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right? That's insane. I never thought of it about that way, but it totally is a home invasion. It very much is. <laughs> so 
I was eight years old when that thing came out. So yeah, it definitely stuck with me. Yeah. Unbelievable. What are we unlocking here tonight, Jay? What have you done? I don't know. What have you done? I don't think that was your intention, though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I did have another question coming out of this. Okay. Well, hold on. Is, is Violent uh, Night, is that a home invasion movie? Yeah. Because that's that Christmas movie you liked a lot, right? Yes. Yeah, That I would say that's a home invasion movie. I, I still, I, I've been waiting till we're getting to the part of the season. Where I, I've not watched. I still, I've been waiting since it, I couldn't catch it during the Christmas season. I want to watch it during Christmas. So hopefully it's still out and about on a streaming service at that point. If not, I think we can hook you up. <laughs> that, that I'll, would, get it from, I'll get it from the library. If anything. That'd be a good <laughs> but, Thanksgiving family but, movie. Yeah, I forgot. I'm, Cause I'm looking at home invasion movies and that's, um, it's, it's there. It's yep. the home invasion. <laughs> lots of home invasion yep. <laughs> That's cracking up. Okay, so I'm sorry. I I, I interrupted you saying that yeah. there was you you had another um question that that kind of rolls with this one. All right. So I've heard people say that the 1986 Transformer anim- animated movie scarred them a little bit seeing Optimus Prime and all the Autobots die. Yeah, no you're not wrong. Yeah. Did that desensitize us for our adulthood? Because watching specifically Walking Dead and um, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I felt I didn't feel as shocked by some of those deaths, and I'm wondering if that was the reason why. Because when I was seven years old and Transformers came out, I saw all my favorite characters get killed. <laughs> so you know, see, yeah, when that came out, I was still I was way young. I was only four years old when that came out. So yeah. I didn't get the appreciation of the uh, tran- the the, anima- the animated movie. Until much older, yeah. Until way, way older, and, it, and it, being older, it didn't have as much of an impact on it because at that point, I'm not going to say I outgrew Transformers by any means, but it still didn't have that same, you know, man. But it, it still hurts, you know. Yeah. You go back and you think about Prime, man. Talk about that sacrifice, dude. Yeah. Wow. No, for me, I can say, first be personally know that didn't impact me in regards to saying it desensitized me. Um. No, I I think desensitization in regards to what we see in shows like, I I find Walking Dead to be tame, and I think I guess we're not supposed to, because as the I don't I, you still have have you actually finished the show? Did you oh no the whole thing all the way through? No, once the Glenn dumpster thing happened, okay, I, I bowed yeah, out. You see, you and you and my brother, you guys are the exact same. Once that happened, kind of checked out. See, I we me and Jen we made it all the way through, and as the series went on, the the zombies. And it made sense because they were saying as more time goes along with the show, you have to remember all the zombies that have made it that far are, are, are decaying. Yeah. The time. They're yeah, de- decaying. And so the gruesomeness of saying, you know, when season one, you really got to punch through that skull to get to the now. It's just like you could like, touch their skull. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just kind of, uh, so they, it became more gruesome as the season went on, but it made sense why they did it that way. Yeah. But it's so sad that, yeah, no, none of the kills or any of the, the gore or any of that stuff from that show, nothing. And it, nothing from that show was ever scary. No, there's no jump scares or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as from a Game of Thrones standpoint, what do you mean in regards to that? Like in regards to some like, of the, the killing or the, the White Walkers or something like that? Well, um, just getting attached to a character and watching them die. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because in both aspects, and, it's, and isn't it kind of wicked as a society? That's what we look forward to the most from Game of Thrones is find out who's going to make it or who's not. Well, yeah, like all the talk after the Red Wedding. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and I was like, okay, now I'm seeing where you're going. I'm sorry. Now, from the Game of Thrones, or sorry, from the Walking Dead standpoint, same exact thing. We get attached to these characters, and then we're, we, we get, yeah, especially with Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. So you correlate. You're trying to say, do we correlate our Optimus Prime love <laughs> into, no, I, I think that's, because we've all, we always get attached to characters from different properties. Yeah. So you don't want to see bad things happen to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, I just felt like, I don't know. I think Glenn dying in the comic was more shocking, but I got to thinking, but it didn't impact me the same way. And mm-hmm. like, he was one of my favorite characters in the book and the show. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was thinking about this question, I was like, well, maybe that stuff didn't shock me anymore because as a kid, I saw my favorite characters die. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I like our other one more. Yeah. <laughs> our other correlation. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Look at you going psychological this week. I interesting. know. Very interesting. This is some deep so stuff. We, 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 we link Optimus Prime to how we feel about losing characters that we, we hold, hold dear. Okay. And other properties today. Yeah. So you know, I would think that the impact would be would be more so with your childhood characters versus who we have now. Yeah. I mean, that, that just makes sense. Yeah. Because I heard one comedian, I think a comedian, or maybe not a comedian, maybe a child psychologist. I don't remember who said it, but you know, when we as parents like they use the analogy of a kid with a balloon, right? Yeah. A kid has a balloon, right? And it's filled with helium. They accidentally let it go, right? Yeah. And they just melt down, cry, 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 screaming, crying. It's like end of the world, right? And you're just like, oh my! And you have to try and settle them down. It's just a balloon. It's not a big deal. But yeah, she said the person who said it was. Well, think of it from their standpoint. If it was you, imagine that was your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Floating off into nothingness because that's your world right there. Yeah. And to that child, that balloon is their world. And I go, when you give it that spin on their, you know, how, what it means to you, just because it's not the same, it doesn't mean it doesn't have that same impact emotionally. Yeah. yeah. So I always try to remember that when it comes to stuff like that. And so. I also think probably comics have desensitized us too, because a character in the comics dies and you're like, well, he'll be back they'll in a year. Back. Yep. Well, they'll be back except for Glenn and except for Uncle Ben and except for... <laughs> uh, Glenn's, Glenn's kind of the exception because that's not like a superhero book. Superhero, yeah. Because I'm sorry, cause who, it's always uh, Uncle Ben who's the other one that never comes back, we always say. I don't know. Is it just down to Uncle Ben at this point? Because it used to be Bucky. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess you're right. It used to be Bucky, yeah. But it's Uncle Ben for sure. Yeah. Does Gwen count? Even though she came back, but I thought that was like another Earth, and it's a different whole whatever. Clone. There was a clone. Yeah. At one point. Oh, that clone thing was horrible. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, it, it depends on who's writing Superman. Yeah. Well, Kent never comes back. But yeah. then again, it just depends on when you're writing and who's writing him. Man. That's kind of crazy. That Uncle Ben's the one character. The one constant. One constant, correct. Because I mean, even when they touch yeah. on. Other Earths, you don't hear about it. And I mean, in Spider Verse, Uncle Ben was the common factor between a lot of characters. Yeah, and here's the funny. So my daughter had never seen the second Amazing Spider-Man with Garfield. Yeah. And so we revisited it. Yeah. It's not as horribly awful as 
as as people put it out to be, and, and as memory would make you think when people talk about it. It's yeah. really not that bad. Now, Jamie Foxx, just their decision to go with that character the way they did at the beginning, just making him that weird, just nobody guy, I, right? I saw someone describe his character as someone on the spectrum. Yeah. And that made a lot of sense, the way he was acting. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the Rhino character was just so... I, I know what they were trying to do, I guess, to make it more realistic, I guess. Yeah. But couldn't they have just gone with big Russian mobster guy that's super big and super strong but doesn't wear the rubber suit? Yeah. And he just gets the nickname the Rhino, kind of like the Juggernaut, you know, the big guy. I don't where, know why they went with the mechanical Rhino suit. That was really weird. Or big Viking with a vi- with the sure. horned helmet. Yeah. Something. They yeah. could have gone with something, I guess. But um, I'm, I still... And making my controversial statement, and I know it's going to be controversial. I'm sorry, but Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man out of all three of them. He really is. Even with having the only having two, and the other two have three, and the second one not being beloved, but I just here here's the thing. I think maybe why I say that is because I think Andrew Garfield is probably the best actor out of all three of them. I would agree with that. And I don't know if I, I I pull that way a little bit. I don't know if I'd say he's the best Spider-Man. Um, yeah. I always felt that uh, Tom Holland is kind of the best mixture of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Where uh, Toby felt more Peter Parker and Andrew Garfield felt more Spider-Man. There was no balance between the, the two sides uh, of him. I just know that he hit on the emotional beats yeah. really, really well. I mean, I, I don't think the other characters... Except for Tom, now in the third one. Yeah. They didn't get to have the emotional beats that Andrew did. Yeah. Andrew, uh, now, no, I mean, Toby had the, the, the scene with Uncle Ben, and Tom didn't. But So Toby got the Uncle Ben scene. Yeah. And Andrew had his Uncle Ben scene. Yep. And I think the difference between those two Uncle Ben scenes is I think I was more attached to the Martin Sheen Uncle Ben, just because, again, a better quality actor is what I think. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Sally Field, when I rewatched the second one, Sally Field has this really powerful emotional moment. Yeah. Um, that we didn't see from any of the maze. Yeah. And you didn't see it from any of them. And it was dealing with the loss of Ben. And this was the first time you got to see an uh, Aunt May on screen. And you don't really see it in the comic too much either. No. Having to deal with her loss of, Uncle, of, of Ben. And she pulled off this wonderful scene uh, with trying to figure out how to do this without him. Yeah. It, was a, it was really, really touching. And that's why I, I say go back and revisit this one. Um, and then it, you didn't really get to see Peter's, uh, relate, his relationship with his parents at all, except for this one. Yeah. And him dealing with the trauma of losing a parent. Yep. And not even, he, he lost his parent. If you think about it, because I, I was talking to my daughter about it. She goes, she goes, I feel so sorry for this guy. Because in this one, and this is why I think people gravitate towards loving Spider-Man so much, you know, lost, lost his parents. Yeah. Loses uncle Ben. Yep. Loses Gwen. Yep. You know, and, and so my daughter's like seeing this for the first time and having these emotion performances on the screen, she's just like getting welled up a little bit, you know, because, oh my gosh, because she didn't, now I don't get the same emotional reaction. I get a little bit, uh, with the Gwen scene. I still, my heart breaks a little bit, but man, in the theater when I saw it the first time, I was just like <gasps> getting choked up a bit about it. It's just like, man, that was powerful in the theater. 
And it, it was a really good scene, but I think part of it was we just missed it in the first trilogy of movies. Yeah. And, and I think what's missing from Tom's trilogy, and we got to see, of course, the, the, the May scene. May, yeah. May basically in his world is Ben and May together. Like yeah. That's his Uncle Ben. Yep. Right? Um, but the fact that he's Spider-Man before the Uncle Ben because like, Uncle Ben was the catalyst yes. for him to become Spider-Man. Yes. We don't have that for him, for Tom's. Tom was just Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, I kind of I kind of wish they would have touched on it. I didn't want to see it again. Yeah. yeah. But throw the great responsibility line out there in the first movie. Yeah. I don't know. I just it's just we get to see the full gamut of the emotions that that version of Peter slash Spider-Man goes through. I think in, in being able to do it in two films, I would have loved to have seen what they could have gotten away with with a third one. Yeah, because I think in, in No Way Home, don't we get to see that he's a, a more violent Spider-Man in that one? Isn't that what they say about him, or is that Toby's? I think that was Toby's toward the end. That he was more violent. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what Peter's yeah. was in regards, or sorry, Andrew Garfield's was, because just having him deal with all the trauma that he had to go through. Yeah. In those two movies, man. So I think something that helped uh, Tom Holland is he looked more like a high schooler too. That that helps. That does help. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because seeing him going into homecoming versus Andrew Garfield trying to pull that off would have been. If you could see, if you had your, if you had your choice between seeing either a third, or sorry, a fourth Toby or a third Andrew, which one would you rather see? Uh, Probably a third Andrew. I think I agree with you. Just because it. It was interesting where they were trying to go with the Sinister Six. I yes. That was kind of cool. And, and I would love to have seen what they did there. And I didn't like the fact that like he didn't get to conclude his story. Where I felt like Toby's kind of played out. It didn't help that the studio intervened so much and kind of forced Venom yeah. in there. And mm-hmm. it, it just kind of left that on a note like, I really don't want to see any more. No. So, I don't know. I, it's just so funny. I don't... <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how we changed it to this one, but uh, I guess it has to do with the emotions of all the things we're talking about here. Yeah. I just thought I'd bring that up. It's just when you revisit that movie, I, I get I get why people don't like it. I totally understand. I get I get that Electro probably wasn't the best villain. The Green Goblin thing, they I think they totally fumbled that. That was really weird. Yeah. And I guess I I don't know why decisions were made to try to portray that whole thing that way. Um, it seemed like with they, each set of movies, we got less Norman. Yeah. When, as much as I hate how much like Superman uses Lex Luthor in the movies, mm-hmm. you kind of have to have Norman as the catalyst for a lot of what goes on. Yeah. And I think another thing that Andrews was missing was we we didn't have Jonah. We didn't have we didn't we didn't have um. Why can't I think of his name right this second, Jay? <laughs> We, we brag about him every freaking podcast. Now oh, I'm to brain J.K. Him. Simmons? J.K. Simmons, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, how come we didn't get our J.K. Simmons and his? I think that would have helped too. Having him in there and having a Norman in there, I think, are vital. And now, mind you, you don't have to have Norman being the big bad. No. If they wanted to try to get around that. And which Norman appears in that second one, but he's gone in the second. And they focused on um, he, Harry being the Green Goblin. He was sick right at the beginning and, Correct. and died right yeah. away. Correct, yes. So, and then I don't know if you knew this, there's a deleted scene though that uh, was on there that it's showing uh, Richard Parker coming back. 
Really? So his dad's actually alive in it. <laughs> so now, I don't know if it's a flashback or uh, whatever it is, but it's at the it's at the cemetery. It's where Gwen is. So they and did. So I don't know what they're trying to go with that there. They did something in the comics. Yeah. Back at like. Well, they made them shield agents, right? Ye- well, that was an ultimate. Oh, that that was ultimate. Yeah, in the regular version though, when they I think it was one of the anniversaries where they had the foil covers for all the different Spider-Man. His parents came back. Okay. And I don't I don't remember the story because it's been so long. And I was just really just picking them up for the covers at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his parents have come back in the comic, but I don't know. I don't know how it ended. Yeah. Well, hell, in the comic right, or I don't know. I can't say right now. I'm so many trades behind now. He has a long lost sister. Didn't know if you knew that. No, I did not. <laughs> Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> now I don't know if that's thing a thing that's going to stick in canon or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if they're going to write her out of it somehow, saying, "Oh, that was a clone or a fake or you know someone that lied or is a Doctor Doom or you know Norman a Mephisto thing, you know something along those lines." I don't know if it's played out that way or not. Norman yeah, for- Norman slept with a clone of his mom and. <laughs> <laughs> Going back you to know, the Gwen thing. Hey, we're spitballing in the writers' room, buddy. I don't mind that one. If we're gonna, if we're gonna write, because it doesn't belong, right? Him right. being a sister doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it's so out of out of nowhere. And I think in this one, I think she's either a, I want to say she's a agent of she's a shield agent or um, what's the other agent for outer space? What's that? Sword. So I or sword. If I remember, she's one of the two. I think. I'd have to reread. I don't remember. But it's just one of those things where we're like, this is dumb. And I, I, I know in the comic that they kind of wrote off Mary Jane. I know they're doing that. Again, they're doing that whole thing again. Yeah. So, I don't know. I need to get caught up again. Because <laughs> what, didn't Zdarsky do a Spidey run? Am I yes, he did. Correctly? Yeah. So, yeah, I get caught up where I get the Zdarsky run. So. I believe he took over for Slot. Okay. So yeah, I, I gotta get caught up, man. I'm behind. That's yeah. For sure. So sorry, tan- super no. weird tangent. Don't know. How, I can't remember how we got there, but uh, yeah, just one of those weird things. So what mm. else you got on the docket? All right. Before we continue, I sw- I switched up. I got a friendship brewing, big nose IPA. Big nose IPA. <laughs> it's a West Coast a can. West Coast IPA. Oh whoa! Look at that. It's got a giant nose on it. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't see ABV. I'm guessing probably seven, six and a half, seven. Okay. Solid. I'd give it three out of five. Yeah, ever, middle of the road beer. Yeah, Vol- Voltron was better. I've had I've had this find, before. We gotta, you a, we gotta find you a five a five piner. When was the last time you had a five piner? Was that that Oktoberfest? Mm. Or did you get that a four and a half? I think you get that I think, four and a half. Yeah, yeah, I think that was four and a half. I don't know. When's I got, the last time you had a five pointer? Um, when I picked up OJ Run. OJ, that's that's a five pointer. That is. I, I've got that in the fridge yeah. right now. <laughs> All right. So what we okay? So we got your big nose beer. And so what's our next topic? I don't really have much else. I got okay. homework stuff. I don't know if you got anything. I got something because we're not gonna be, we're not gonna see it or uh, record again until uh hollow or until after Halloween. Yeah. And this was when we teased a little while back, which then we ran out of time, which we're getting really short on time now, too. Yeah. We've got a late start. But anyway, let me see if we can get through this pretty quick. Okay. 
now that I've seen this last one, I kind of get it. I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. But anyway, yeah. all right. This was the top five scary movies according to science. Okay. And I, if you go back to the episode I brought it up, it'll I'll, it'll list the source. I, I said I'm not going to try to find it where I pulled it from. It was just one of those weird things I think that popped up on Facebook at one point. Yeah. And how they did it was they took the beats per minute spike that your heart had. Okay. And what what's confusing about this was how they ranked it was the one that's number one doesn't have the one in two movies don't have your hearts per minute or heartbeat per minute higher than the ones that are in spot three and four. So I'd have to reread the article about it. So I can give you the average that came out. Okay. Those, but I don't remember the reasoning why they listed it five to one, you know, starting at number five all the way to one. Okay. But these were, again, according to science, which I think that's pretty cool. You get a group, you get a test group of people to go in. Yeah. Have them watch a scary movie, try to test their heart rate. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. So number five on the list of the scariest movies according to science is Hereditary. Okay. Which, you still have not watched that? No, I've watched it. Did you like it as much as I did? I don't remember if you liked it that much. No, I it, it was really good. It didn't parts of it did didn't it feel you like go a down horror the rabbit movie. hole. Did you go down a YouTube rabbit hole? No, I didn't. I didn't get that into it. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. What is the meaning what is the meaning of the ending, making of behind yeah. the scene? I went I went down the freaking hole on that one. Really loved it. Just didn't like his follow-ups. Yeah. Um Number four is The Conjuring. Okay. Never saw him. Oh, you need to see that one. Okay. I mean, that's the one that's, that leads off to a whole Conjuring universe with spinoffs yeah. and everything. Uh, the first one's really good. I like that one a lot. Okay. It's, it's actually a really good one. Yeah. Um, it's not my favorite horror movie. And it's funny. I'm seeing all these. I get, none, none of those classics are on here, man. That's what I'll, I'll at least tease you with that because mm. I'm just like... You'd think some of the classics would be on here as far as with jump scares and whatnot. But yeah. I guess not. Uh, number three is Insidious. Yeah. And I've seen Insidious, and it's not my favorite. I don't get why it's that scary. I, it, it has some, a couple of jump scares, but it's not my favorite movie. And it's not one that really sits with me well. It's yeah. not my one I revisit. Now, my number two on here, I love this movie. I, I recommend it to you, and I'm not sure if you went to go find it or not yet. But uh, number two on the list is Sinister. I have not watched it yet. Okay, this is the one I'm so going to recommend to get you in the mood for Halloween. Ethan Hawke's amazing in it. Uh, just love it. I tried watching the sequel. I think I told you about that. I tried watching the sequel, but the DVD from the uh, library crapped out, so I have not been able to watch it. Yeah. But uh, interested in finishing it, because actually the sequel is pretty good, uh, the part that I could watch. Yeah. And number one on the list is... The host. Okay. And if it's the same host, I didn't actually mean to do this, but I guess, or maybe I did. I don't remember how, why I pulled this up. I thought was, I pulled up a list of movies um, to watch uh, just to get in the movie for Halloween that I hadn't seen before. And there's a couple of you, if you Google the host, and that, that's the thing on this list, I have to go back and see if it's the one I think. Because there's one that's the host that's based off of a the, the woman that wrote the Twilight series book, she yeah. wrote a book called The Host, but that's not a horror movie. No. There's also another The Host from like 2006, and it's a Korean film. So um, I'm actually looking at the article. Yeah. I found oh, you it. you found it. Yeah. Okay. It, there's a host that came out in 2020. 
then this is the one where there's a it's about uh this during the pandemic and there's people on a screen and it's the one i just watched then okay and it's about it's about a meet they, they meet a medium online to do like their fortune teller kind of thing yeah yeah that's that one i just watched that one it's on my homework yeah it's i don't know how it's number one on this list it's, okay it's good i liked it. i enjoyed it but it's it had a few jump scares on there that yeah. make your heart race a little bit, but not that many. Not that many. Yeah, so according to this article, they took the top ones based on critic reviews and horror experts, and then they okay. sat there and took the average resting heart rate sample yeah. mm-hmm. and then compared the spikes in the heart rate. Yeah, see? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's just, yeah. So oh, here... So host- Okay, go ahead. Uh, so it's actually got six through ten on this list I'm looking at. Oh, okay. I didn't have six through ten written down. Okay. Okay. So six was terrified. Twenty seventeen. Terrifier or terrified? Terrified. Oh, it's terrified. I know terrifier. Yeah. Terrifier's got the the clown in it. It's yeah. gross. Um, all right. Seven was it follows. Oh God, a garbage movie. It's not yeah. scary at all. <laughs> Um, eight, we got dash cam from 2021. Dash. dash. Okay. Something pops up here. Oh, it's a, it wants me to watch the, or buy a dash cam. <laughs> <laughs> hold, on. <laughs> hold on. I got, I can't find the damn movie. Dash cam. I'll type in movie. All right. Hold on one second, dude. All right. All right. Well, it's a movie. That's a uh, watch for free on Plex is what it's on right now. It looks hmm. like. Oh, Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. Okay. It's the first review on Google. This movie should be called Karen. <laughs> <laughs> it says, if you want to watch a movie where a horrible Karen runs around doing nothing but getting people killed, disrespecting every person of color she meets and basically being the worst person ever put on film, this one's for you. <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued now. Watch it based on this uh, review. <laughs> All right, oh, I think this, there's this Gemma girl in the movie that she's also in that host movie. She looks exactly like her. But anyway, sorry. I digress. All right. Nine. Quiet Place 2. I still haven't seen it. I haven't either. I haven't seen either one of them. I need to. Oh, the first one was great. Yeah. Um, And then 10 is Paranormal Activity. I like the. I I went down the rabbit hole and watched all the Paranormal Activities. They actually build upon one another. They're good. We only saw the first one, and Erin would not go back and revisit them because there was (laughs) something that hit too close to home for her. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Well. So... No, there's a story with it between us. Oh, you you told me this story with you. You were sleepwalking or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and I standing over the bed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. You creep. <laughs> you should I was possessed. It wasn't me. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, the host, I think since you have a kid that like, enjoys horror movies, the host is perfectly fine for her to watch. Okay. I would recommend it. Yeah. Go I'll, for it. I'll check that out. But uh, yeah, those those are uh, those top 10 scary movies according to science. I like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun take and on a list. That, and then let me just, since I, I only have one other thing I watched and read, let me get, I'll knock out homework here real quick. Okay. Uh, so there's the host. Uh, I'm rewatching the Rob Zombie Halloween, which whatever, that's just yeah. because it's Halloween season. But I, I did watch, we were at, during one episode, we were talking about, um, I think we were talking at one point about best actresses or something like that. Or maybe in, uh, Best Pictures. Yeah. And one of them was Women Talking. Yes. I, I rented it from the library, watched it. Um, 
it made me feel like how I felt when I was watching Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Uh, or Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. If I'm saying it right. It's the, the show that's, I think it's a Hulu show. Yeah, it's right? a Hulu show. Okay. My review of that show mirrors what I would say about this movie is that it's not for men to watch. Yeah. Like, we can watch it, but it doesn't have the same impact. And it's hard to, like, you can respect it, you can appreciate it, but to critique it, it's impossible to do so because you you, you haven't lived the life of a woman. Yeah. You really haven't. So it's an interesting movie. It's it's very, very interesting. It's very long for what it is. Yeah. It got a little boring, a little bit repetitive in what they were talking about. But one of the main themes of the movie was, is it really forgiveness if it's forced forgiveness? Yeah. It's, it's hard to describe without you actually watching the movie and, and understanding the topic of which they're talking about and why they would say that's that line. But it brings up a great... Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Ethical debate. If yeah. You say that. Yep. Um, so would it be a waste of your time? It, it, it would have been better. I think if I would have watched it with Jen, just have a female's perspective of it. Yeah. But again, all you would do is while you're sitting next to your, you know, your wife, spouse, a girlfriend, if you were sitting next to a female watching it while it was going on, all you'd feel that you'd just be like, I'm so sorry that men are the worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you'd be saying. And you'd just be like, I, what am I, I have to sit this one out because I, I shouldn't be saying anything about it. Kind yeah. Of thing. So, uh, not, not a Netflix so, and chill movie. No, no, no. <laughs> Talk about a mood killer. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> um, it's almost like watching dash cam. No, <laughs> I'm going to have to watch this dash cam movie now. Dude. Yes. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, and then last, uh, I did finish um, Berserker Volume 2. Yes. And I'm still on board, and I do want to continue it. Okay. It's good enough for me to want to keep going with it. Uh, artwork, I still love the artwork. Um, I really enjoy where they're going with it. It's kind of at a weird... It kind of ended on a weird spot a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of... It's weird where I think you... Like, where you like the weird stuff. This is weird enough, but not weird to the point where it turned me off to wanting to watch it. Or okay. To, uh, keep reading it. And then last but not least, I'm about 100 pages into Dark Force Rising, and I love how that book kind of really does pick up right where Air yep. of the Empire left off. Um, but I'm also really kind of ticked off that I can't, I wish I could read like 200 pages a night. I know. <laughs> you know just knock these out really, really fast because um, I want to get on the Thrawn. I want to read the Thrawn books really, really bad right now. Yeah. And fit in Ahsoka somehow too. I want to read her book. It's well, you read Ahsoka, right? Yeah, that's a quick read. Is, is it? It's a quick. Is it worth it? Yeah. Okay. Because it fills in part of the gap between Clone Wars and Rebels. Okay. So yeah, I want to try to get through. Excuse me, get through them as quick as possible. It's just it takes time. Yeah. So. Yep. So that's all I got for homework on my end. What you got? All right. So. Since you mentioned the one that uh, Sarah Polly won an Academy Award for, I watched Dawn of the Dead. Uh, had you never seen that? Before? I hadn't seen it. That's just so you saw the Zack Snyder remake Dawn of the Dead, written yes. by our favorite Sean Gunn. Yeah. That, so what do you think of it? It, it was good. It was really good. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love that movie so much. I'm yeah. so glad you watched it. I'm glad you liked it too. It's it's great. It's. It's such a throwback movie. The mall, the, yes. you know, having to run the mall, and the zombies. Oh, great. And then and, who's your favorite character from that, though? Ooh. I'm always curious to ask people's favorite, favorite character. I think I like Ving Rhames. He's badass in that. He movie. is. But how sad. 
and spoilers obviously, but this 2004. Yeah. With the guy, his buddy Andy. From oh, the I know. Heartbreaking, right? Yeah. I, that made me so, so sad when <laughs> I watched that back in the day. But when you see a movie like that, you see what Zack Snyder can do. You're like, this guy is, and then he does 300, and you're like, you know. But I, this guy's going someplace, and then he does Sucker Punch. Yeah, well, yeah. And then we all get some, which. For as bad as that movie is, there's still something to enjoy about it. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah. I, it's a visually stunning movie. Yes, thank you. Yes. That I mean, you but can yeah, you I, can say that I for a lot of his it. movies, but I still say I'm a Zack Snyder fan more than I'm not. And I understand why people don't like him though. I get it. I'm like right in the middle. Yeah. I can see what he's pol- he's very polarizing to say the least, right? Yeah, very much so. so I'm glad you like it. Um, in sort of the same vein, I watched The Voices with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's a great one. It that's is. so funny. I like that movie a lot. Eh, yeah. Um, but now I gotta go see Captives. Now you're making me want to really see that one. It's it's a good one, but that's dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the Voices was good, though. I enjoyed it. It had a great cast. Is Anna Kendrick in that one, if I remember yes. correctly? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's victim number two. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, yeah. I rewatched Kung Fu Hustle and Rumble in the Bronx with Will on Friday night. Yeah, you said you were going to do some Kung Fu movies with him. Cool. The next day, he's like, I want to watch Kung Fu Hustle again. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's working. Nice. Um, And then we followed it up with The Kid, Charlie Chaplin. Interesting. Okay, I've not seen, that's a blind spot. Okay, so I've seen some Chaplin movies and I've seen clips of this one, but... To sell him on it, I we watched a little clip, and he's like, "Okay, I'll watch that." It for having no words in it, it mm-hmm. it got the point across, and you felt so sympathetic for the characters in it. Nice. It's on. What's it, what's it on? It's on Max. Most of his okay. movies are on Max. So okay. if you go if you go into the uh, Turner Classic Movie Hub, mm-hmm. you'll right. you'll find his stuff. But I was like, which one did you like the most of the three? He's like, I don't know. I liked all three of them, all for different reasons. Nice. I was like, fair enough. Um, and then the next night, we sat down as a family and watched Beetlejuice. Well done. Yes. Like that? Yeah, um, my girls like that movie a lot. The the girls went and saw the, the play at the Fox. I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing that posted. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it they said it was a lot different, but they really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. No real dad issues from uh, Tim Burton in that one, though. <laughs> that might be the one movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, I w- knocked a couple off the 2023 list. Uh, first was A Million Miles Away with Michael Pena. Okay. Oh, uh, is he- that the one on uh, Amazon where he's an astronaut? Yeah, he's the first Hispanic astronaut. Yeah, how was that one? It, it was good. It was one of those movies, I was glad I watched it, but I'd never go back to it. Hmm. Um, Meaning, not, should, but I should. That's a recommendation. Do watch it, but just yeah, I, I would. I definitely okay. watch it because I mean it's pretty historic, historical accurate. Um, just the way he was treated as a Hispanic in the space program. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it was eye opening because I kind of yeah. expect that stuff now after everything that's happened over the last how many years. Yeah, but but it was a really good story about his perseverance and. Forcing his, see, forcing still, the issue. I still haven't seen Hidden Figures, man. I still got to see that. Oh, that's a good <laughs> one too. Yeah, so maybe I'll have to do a NASA weekend. Yeah, 
Um, and then these next two came on Netflix recently. Uh, the first one was No Hard Feelings. It's a Jennifer Lawrence yeah, Jennifer comedy. Lawrence, right? yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen the clips of it. Is it funny? It had moments and it had yeah. like a feel good ending. Cool. But I probably could have skipped it. Uh, okay, all right. So definitely skip that one then for me. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. She gets naked. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Skin. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched Old Dads, Bill Burr. I started it. I started it, Jay, just so like we could try to talk about it tonight. Yeah. I just, I, I, it's not that I don't like it. I just didn't have time to finish it. So I'm about. I'm at the part where I found out that they owned a company, they had to sell it, and they meet the new owner guy. Yeah. That look like you just want to punch him in the face. Yes. <laughs> The movie's a Bill Burr stand-up, and it doesn't translate as well as the stand-up does. Okay. So, like... But, but, so, should I finish it or not? Should I just let it go? I'm torn. Like, it had a good ending, good meaning to it. Okay. But I'm like, I could just watch a stand-up and get the same story. Dude, and it's not... I like, saw this... So, okay, like, sorry. The Bear... The bear had a whole new aspect to the story of of his stand-up. This one didn't. This was just his stand-up in a narrative form. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I, I like him enough I'll probably go finish it. But the scene I saw with the freaking kid with the stick. Yeah. I think – I know I'm supposed to be laughing about – you know, how the mom treats it. And it makes me – it pissed me off about how the mom treats oh, yeah. the dad. And I'm just like, that kid, if that kid, I would destroy that kid. Oh, yeah. Destroy that kid. But then again, it makes me think of, I almost thought they were going to do like a parody or make fun of, do you ever remember, do you remember a movie? Or I don't even know if it was a movie or a TV show, but it was a remake of, I think, an Israeli one. It was called The Slap. Yes, that was a mini series on NBC. It was a mini series. Yeah. Like, did you ever watch that whole thing? No, I didn't. Me either, but it made me think that's what I'm about to watch. Yeah, because we all saw that, that that clip, right? Yeah, it was like a commercial. It was like a five minute commercial where they showed the beginning of it, and they're at the party, and the the one dad slaps somebody else's kid. Oh, oh God! If I and could the do is that, the kid deserved it. <laughs> the problem is the kid deserved it, but you also understand from the other parent standpoint, you don't ever touch my kid. Right. Yeah. That seemed bothering me though. I, well, I guess maybe I never watched the slap just because it's not something that was like, why do I want to put myself through that thing? It's going to just be awful. I know that. But the Bill Burr one just maybe, that's all I could think about is what this is a take on that. But I'll, I think I'll probably get around to going and finishing that one. It, 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 Jen said she watched, she said it was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I laughed at parts, but I, I just felt like I've, I've seen him do this before. Yeah. So, um, and then Netflix had two shorts on there, which kind of surprised me, but they were Halloween, like horror related. Okay. So I was like, they're not even 20 minutes. So I gave them a shot. The first one is Disco Inferno. Pass on it. Yeah, Pass. I, okay. I didn't get what was going on. Uh, the, the girl in it got, she was pregnant and got i don't know she got possessed and she disappeared and came back okay. I, I, it was hard to follow okay. um the other one was called flashback and okay. it was about a woman well you, you this will be right up your alley after tonight um okay. she's at her house with her boyfriend someone breaks in kills the boyfriend nice. and shoots her <gasps> and okay. and it's like you know how when you're 
on your deathbed, you like flash back to your life. Mm-hmm. Well, she actually goes back. Hmm. And she alters what happens. So time loop. Kind of. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll watch that one. That it, sounds interesting. Yeah, it, it was only 20 minutes. It was worth watching. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then the only thing I read last week that I finished was The Magic Order Volume 2. Which you, t- you told me that was good, right? Yeah, I, I really that. enjoyed it. I'm There's two more volumes of it. I'm looking forward to finishing it. I'm kind of holding off, though, because I'm less than 100 pages um, to the end of Fairy Tale by Stephen King, and I want to push through that so I can get to other stuff. Well, then you also have your that MCU book that you said you got, right? Yeah, that's probably going to be the next thing I read. Gotcha. And I... Yeah, oh, I also... I, I did forget to tell you one thing I did read. Yeah. It wasn't even for me. I got it for Katie to read, but she just never got around to it. But um, it was a graphic novel adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's uh, Rue Morgue. Okay. And it was actually a pretty good mystery, but it's based on a poem of his. Yeah. So uh, the artwork is a fantastic artwork. I enjoyed it. It's super quick to read. And they just they adaptate they did an adaptation of a bunch of his poems. Yeah. And one of them on there was Fall of the House of Usher, which I go, wait a minute, that's a Netflix thing. I didn't have any clue that that was an Edgar Allan Poe thing. Really? And I didn't either. Jen watched that whole thing without me. It's like eight hours. And I was like, when did you have time to watch this whole thing without me? Well, she did. She found some way to watch it. And I go, yeah. After reading that graphic novel, I go, is this an Edgar Allan like watching? And she goes, how did you know that? I was like, because I read just read this. It was just. Happenstance, total yeah. happenstance. I had no clue that the two linked together. And then she goes, "That's so weird because like last episode they do like the Raven. There's something about the Raven that they do." Yeah. And so I'm like, "Okay, I might want to go back and watch it on my own." I guess I. It was very popular on Netflix there for yeah. a minute, but I don't know if it still is. And she's like, "It's whatever." But then she didn't like how it ended, and I was like, "Oh, great! Now do I invest time on something that has a crappy ending?" I don't know. Yeah. But do I watch it or four movies? Too much to watch, man. Yeah. Too much to watch, man, at time. So, all right, so that's all you read then? Yeah. Um, the fairy tale book, that it's picking up at the end. I'm I'm really liking it. I'm looking forward to finishing it. Um, well, the King book's going to have a horrible ending, right? <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, actually, the last two I've read by him had pretty decent endings, I thought. Okay. 11-22-63, I thought that ending was pretty good. And then uh, Billy Summers, I really like the ending of that. Okay. So. Um, okay. But I'm I did read a bunch of like single issue comic book stuff, so like I'm caught up on the Gotham Wars, the Batman Catwoman crossover. Don't even no, don't spoil. Don't tell me. I, I won't. I'll get, I'll get to all of it at some point in the future. Just. Don't ask me when. Because if you give me reading the Star Wars books, those are going to take way longer yep. <laughs> than I don't read comics. And then I'll start going back to comics and I won't read the Star Wars books. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, damned if I do, damned if I don't. Yep. Uh, let's see. I read the first two issues of Tom King's Penguin series. Ooh. Really that? good. Yeah, I figured it was going to be. I wonder if they're going to use that for the basis of the show. I don't know. I I don't think they could. I don't think they have the setup okay. yet. Okay. Man, I would like to see that, though. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you're getting your money's worth out of the app, then, because I'm guessing you're watching, reading all on the app. Yeah, I'm reading it all on the app. Um, well, I, I read the actual Batman issue of the Gotham War stuff. Okay. 
But I had to wait because I didn't have the Catwoman issue and I didn't go back to the shop, so it popped up on the app and I went ahead and read it. Nice. Um, let's see. I went back and I'm going to give Superman another shot since I have at least the first six issues now on the app. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Who's the, who's the writer on that? Was that the Phil Kennedy Johnson run? Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank and I don't over? have my tablet in front of me. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick on my phone. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I, I can't get into Superman. I'm going to go back and I'm going to try action <laughs> comics that has like three stories per issue and it deals with like the whole family. And this is, this is all down to DC though is what you're talking about. Yeah. And you're did you not read, did you read the rebirth Superman stuff? Some of it. Uh, this is uh Joshua Williamson and I typically like his stuff. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know he was taking on Superman. Man, I can't. If there's ever any Superman that Yahoo could recommend, it's going to be the Rebirth Superman stuff. Oh, that was fantastic. So good. Yeah. I, I need to go back until, to until it. Until they aged up John. I mean, but we've gone over that ad nauseum. Yeah. How many times I've complained about that. But okay. so, so, like, Batman Brave and the Bold is fun. There's Because there's, like, three or four stories in each issue. And they're seven bucks a piece. Oof. Oof. DC, what's up? I know. Um... I I'm just trying yet, to go through. Uh, and you said the app is three months behind, right? One month. If you if you get their ultra package, it's one month behind. Okay. So, um, have you done the math yet to make to see if you're coming out ahead on the app versus going to get the floppies? Oh, I know for a fact I am. Going coming out ahead, yeah. Because okay. I mean, I I'm not well, gonna. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's always the bad thing about digital is you, you really don't own the comic. No. You know what I mean. No, and especially off the service, you definitely don't. But even if you buy it, it's like uh, I, I own the ability to go get that book when I want to see it. But what happens if the server completely fries and trashes and you lose it all? <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's but like, I oh. I have found that so many of these issues I have just sit in my basement. True. True. So at least this way I can read everything I want and not have to worry about am I ever going to read it again? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> But, uh, no, actually, I have a heart out now. So okay. Unless you got anything else. Nope, that was it, actually. All right. Well, hey, it works out well. All right. So, all right, man. Until next time. All See right. you. See you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. The intro music is The Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Mad Dog remix made by Madeline Tierney. This week's featured song is Watch Out by Bristol to Memory.